Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Craig Perra from Sex Afflictions and Porn Addictions. Honor and privilege that you are here. This podcast is here to help you create healthy sexuality in your life, in your relationship, and create a great life because those two concepts are so inexorably intertwined uh, for us men and for, for my sisters too, I'm an important part of ourselves. And so today we're going to talk about, or I'm going to answer this question, do I have an addiction or do I have a relationship issue? Okay, I want to say that again just to tee off what we're going to talk about today because it is very very serious and very impactful. And it's going to bring up uh, maybe a lot of emotion for some people. But the question is, am I an addict or have I got a problem with my relationship? And the answer, the answer um, oftentimes is both. Sometimes it's predominantly a relationship issue. Sometimes it's predominantly the behavior is driving the relationship, the relationship issues. And sometimes uh, it's the other way around. So let me tell you what I mean through a hypothetical. And I get calls like this all the time. We're going to pretend the person calling me is John. And John calls and says, Craig, how are you? Thank you for listening. I'm an addict. I've been struggling with porn since I was young, and uh, my wife has had enough, and uh, I want out. Now, right away, I hear a clue. My wife has had enough, so clearly he's in a relationship. Aha, Sherlock Holmes over here. And um, there's a problem in that relationship, okay? Um, But nobody didn't say, Craig, this is John. I am struggling to stay in control. I'm out of control. My behavior is ruining my life. So on and so on. He didn't. He went very quickly to the um, relationship. And so then the next thing that I want to understand is what is the behavior? What is the behavior that he wants to stop doing? And in this case, John just wanted to stop looking at porn. And by the way, there's hundreds of Johns. I've spoken to hundreds of I just realized how I'm using that first name. Hmm. Anyway, um, because a John is someone who solicits a prostitute. So anyway, poor choice of examples, not trying to trigger anybody. This is just a dude that I made up named John. And I get, again, these calls all the time. And so I want to understand the behavior, and his behavior was pornography. There was no infidelity. There were no affairs. There was no cheating. Um, and I'm sorry, I do believe there's a significant difference between cheating, ask any woman whose husbands um, put their penis in someone else, and part of my bluntness, but uh, um, they will tell you there is a difference. Um, and that difference manifests itself in lots of different ways. So, I mean, the, the, the act is different in and of itself, and how it manifests is different. So it's different doesn't say one's bad or one's worse. So one isn't impactful. One is, you know, less than, but they're different, okay? Excuse me. And so I want to understand the frequency of the behavior. How severe is the behavior? What's the problem? And in this case, John watches porn maybe three times a week for 15 minutes at a time. And so I challenge John around that what I just heard, because what I heard wouldn't fall into um, any 
objective definition of addiction, right? Three times a week. There's an article out there that says masturbating cleans your prostate. You should do it three to five times a week, right? You've got the American Medical Association says masturbation is healthy. Three to five times a week is not outside of any normal curve. Very normal. Yet every place that this man called, they focused on his addiction. And here's what they say. Well, you can't stop doing it, can you? Well, no. Your wife asked you lots of times to stop doing it, right? Yeah, she did. And you didn't stop, did you? No, I didn't. Aha! Then it is an addiction. It is not! That's fucking bullshit. Excuse me, that's amateur hour. That's checkers. Checkers. We're going to play chess. I get really hot because I see so many people suffer. And, and, uh, and, and, and so, so I, I begin to think about and, and, and get John thinking about, okay, hey, John, just, just, you know, does that sound like an addiction to you? Are you, you know, what are you watching? Making sure I'm not missing anything. Maybe he's watching something that's really in conflict with who he is. Maybe, for example, if he was watching transgender porn, yet defining himself as a heterosexual male. So even though he's only doing it a few times, maybe that's, 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 uh, that's um, you know, that, that's impactful. Right? So what is he watching? That's very important. What you're watching is very important. Right? And, and, and it was, you know quote-unquote, what he defined as normal stuff. There were no strong religious beliefs that put this into the sin category. And so like, I'm pretty convinced it's a relationship issue, right? This is a relationship issue. You want to watch porn, you like porn, and your partner doesn't. And in this case, his partner was a feminist, and this was on the, the porn-hating um, side of the feminist spectrum because feminism embraces, just like any other school of thought, a, 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 a lots of different voices. And there is a split in the feminist community as to whether or not porn is good or bad, right? So there are people who argue pornography is good, that this is freedom of sexual expression. This is woman, your body, your rules, um, and taking power back. There are other women who say pornography is a product of the patriarchy and any form, any expression is unhealthy, right? And then there's everything in between. Very complicated issue. Anybody who tries to tell you this isn't complicated, they're lying to you. It's a complicated issue. It's a complicated issue because where this manifests itself is in the relationship, is in the relationship. So does John have an addiction? In other words, is his behavior, is his behavior a numbing, coping, and escaping strategy at the extent, at, at the expense of healthy sexuality, and a great life, right? Or does John believe he has the right to watch porn, wants to watch porn, his sexual needs in the relationship aren't being met, and chooses to watch porn, and his wife hates it? So is it a relationship issue, or is it an addiction issue? And which one do you think that, re- that one is? What do you think? The example I just gave you, it's clearly a relationship issue, right? There's a relationship issue. See, at its core, right, here's how I like to look at this. Let's call it something else. Instead of porn addiction or sex addiction, how about we call it intimacy disorder? 
Because intimacy disorder keeps the focus on the relationship. Now, listen, here's the big, I don't know, controversy and even what I'm saying. I don't want anyone to say I am blaming the partner. I am not blaming anybody. We are all responsible for ourselves, for our decisions, for the choices we make. But when you look at a relationship and a man is choosing to watch porn versus connect with his partner, by intentional use of that word, choosing, he is choosing, consciously, subconsciously, he's choosing why. Why is he doing that? And if you ignore the relationship dynamic in answering that question, you're back to playing checkers. You're back to playing checkers. So, so, so Steve, I want to talk about another guy. Steve had called me after spending at least $21,000 getting sex addiction treatment at the local Lifestar down the street. He had also intended another inpatient facility. Years of counseling. And Steve is an addict. He's convinced he's an addict. Convinced he's an addict. Calls me and tells me his frequency, his severity. And by the way, every place treated him as an addict. And you're going to see why that was so, so, so harmful to him. Okay, I want you to see this because it's important, I think, if you're in this place to really understand what's going on. Because if you don't, you're just going to make a big stinking mess. So Steve, by continually going down this route of treating his addiction, treating his addiction, treating his addiction, you know, no one stopped to even think of like, wait, wait, so, so, so how often were you using porn? Well, when my child died, <laughs> what? When my child died, I, uh, my frequency went up a little bit. You know, maybe it was a few times a week. <laughs> okay. Just a few times a week. All right. Um, strong religious beliefs here, LDS. And, um, and uh, you know, since then, it's been, you know, ugh, once a month, once every two weeks. Um, you know, and I've gone, actually, it's been three months since I've last done it. And he's calling me to get in my program. And it is clearly evident, clearly evident in that situation that there is a profound relationship issue. See, because here's what happens, and this is why the label porn addiction, particularly porn addiction, is so nefarious, why it's so detrimental Right? It, we've talked about this on this podcast. It has value. We can connect with the compulsive nature of this problem. But let's not forget, rejected by the APA, right? falling, you, using it as falling beneath the standard of care, according to the American Society for Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. There's a reason why those people are saying those things, and here's one of them. Because what porn addiction does is it creates a one-up, one-down dynamic in the relationship. The partner is up, the addict is down. All the problems are viewed through the lens of his addiction. So take Steve, who's been doing years of addiction treatment, 
years of different programs to prevent him from the occasional infrequent use of porn. Well, he's got a wife who's got, cl- who's got strong um, religious beliefs against it, um, strong conviction against it, strong moral against it. Um, and, and, and so that makes sense. You've got to respect that, right? That's your wife. You've got to respect it. And, and he had those same beliefs. He didn't want porn in his life either. But we talk about all of our behavior, all of our negative behavior being a function of our unmet needs. You can't like just take that in isolation. Steve's relationship was in dire straits. And I have never, ever, ever worked with any couple. Again, this isn't blaming, I swear to you. And I don't mean anyone to come away from this saying, it's, it's Craig's blaming the partner. I swear to you, I promise you, I'm, I'm not doing that, but I want you to be smart. And in every single case that I've worked on, and is this a surprise to you, really? In any single case I've worked on, independent of how egregious the man's behavior was, there were two people bringing their dysfunction into that relationship. Two people, husband and wife, years of baggage, years of, you know, each of them had their own root cause. Each of them had their own origin story, their own problems as a child. Each of them were managing conflict, artfully or not. Healthy, unhealthy in the relationship. Each of them had profound needs that weren't being met. And so by being open to this reality and recognizing, so guys, be John and not Steve. See, because Steve spent eight, nine, ten years in the one-down position. And let me just tell you something, and I am sorry for being so blunt. But your relationship isn't going to work. At least be happy if you are not arm in arm together moving forward where both of your needs have value. And when you are in that one up, one down dynamic, when everything in your relationship is being, um, you know, like, like, like here, here's the, the joke some of my clients make. Craig, I'm responsible for every bad thing in the relationship, every terrible things the kids do and world hunger, and ISIS, because it's a joke, okay? We make light of real serious situations. This is hard. This is heavy. And, and, and But what, what, what the man means when he says that is everything is being viewed from that narrow lens, and that lens is too narrow. This pop culture phenomenon of porn addiction we get it's compulsive, guys, but please don't layer on top of it an 80-year-old belief system, an 80-year-old disease-based modality. Do not diseaseify your sexuality. Some of you younger men, please don't do it. You're giving it too much power. You're giving it too much power. So, um, but in the relationship, that's where one of those negative um, that's where it manifests. The problems manifest itself in a negative way when that narrow lens is being brought onto a very complicated dynamic, the coupling of two complicated human beings, each with their own unmet needs, each with their own backstory, each with their own attitudes around sex, right? 
Some of you guys are listening and saying, I don't have the courage to tell my wife that I want, I enjoy this sexual act. That's why it's neat to look at this problem from the perspective of an intimacy disorder. Right, because then that forces you to look at the relationship. So again, I want to recap, no blame, no blame, no blame, but recognize in a relationship, there will be two people bringing their own energy, some good, some bad. It's, you're going to get further, faster, seeing this problem holistically, okay? And for those of you who aren't porn addicts, do not satisfy, just do not shut your wife up and say, okay, I agree, I am. That's, not gonna, that's just going to create a lifetime of suffering and a lifetime of you being in that one down instead of your needs being equal and recognizing the challenges in the relationship that might be influencing, influencing your decision-making. I want you guys to play chess. I want you to be smart. This is complicated. So easy to jump online and go, aha, that's it. But that it thing, that it thing is evolving. That it thing is growing. The mindful habit system is part of that growth. Oh, one commercial. Um, We are launching our next round of training for counselors, therapists, and coaches um, in the mindful habit system um, starting the first week of May 2017. So if you're interested and you're listening to this podcast at around the time, jump online, themindfulhabit.com, reach out to me. Um, look at the coaching certification, see if it's something that you want, because I have been so blessed, so blessed to create a system that um, I get to train counselors and therapists and other coaches, people who like, I want better results with my clients. What are you doing over there? Because this combination of habits, mindfulness, the science of success is producing radical change um, and people all over the world struggling with all forms of compulsive behavior. So anyway, I hope you all, I uh, hope you, you, you receive this podcast and the spirit in which it was intended, which has helped illuminate your problems. I know there are some guys out there who are just going through the motions, pretending they're a porn addict, when in fact, deep down inside, they know that there's, there's something else going on here, that this is predominantly a relationship issue versus predominantly an addiction issue right? Using that word in quotes. So you see, can kind of see the difference. So think about where you are. Think about where your partner is. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, what could I be doing differently? What could I be doing differently as a partner to get the results I seek? How am I contributing to the results, the output now? Own it, ladies. Own it. Own it. Take control. Take control. Love you all. So grateful. So thankful that you're listening. Catch you again next week. Hope you found this enlightening. Again, much love, much love. Spirit, which it was intended to help elevate your awareness. And don't make the mistakes of, of, you know, Steve that I told you about. Love you guys. Bye-bye.